Megillah Daf Tetvav Amudbeit, Intuition in Judgment. And I'm talking to you happily from the uh, the slopes of the Golan Heights, and I'm grateful to Rav Horowitz for giving the physical shear uh, in Ranana uh, today and for the next couple of days. We're so convinced by the power of data that we sometimes forget that all the data can tell us is something about the past. Data can't tell us anything at all about the future. We can make some assumptions based on data, but at the end of the day, data only has the capacity to give us information about the past. The tool that really gives us most information about the future is intuition. Uh, but intuition is difficult to read. Intuition can be biased. Intuition can be misleading. Uh, and so we have to be a little bit careful with intuition. But what do we do when intuition and data don't align? When the data is telling us one thing, and our, intuit our intuitive knowledge, our intuitive feeling, tells us very strongly something different from the data. What do we do and how do we handle it? To follow intuition could be dangerous. To follow data could be foolish. Uh, and in today's Matman, in the Gemara, on Daf Tesvav, Medbeit, and Megillah, we're going to see um, what do we do when data and intuition don't align. It's based on a, a pasuk in Yeshayahu, uh, chapter 28, uh, where the prophet Yeshayahu says that in the times to come, Hashem will become l'ruach mishpat, a spirit of justice, l'yoshev al mishpat, for those who take care of just, justice, who sit in positions of justice, v'ligvura, and be a source of power, for mishivei milchama sha'ara, those who repel attacks at the gate, meaning those who stand up for what is right and what is just. And our Gemara says, l'ruach mishpat, when the Pasuk says, a spirit of justice. What is it talking? This is the judgment we use over ourselves. We're very quick to use judgment for other people, for other situations, uh, but we're not that quick to use judgment for ourselves when our Yetzer is uh, communicating with us. You're aware, of course, that we have two Yetzarim. We have the Yetzer Tov and the Yetzer We have two powerful forces, an instinctual force, which is the Yetzer Hara, which, is, which takes care about our survival. For, uh, takes care of our survival. And then we have the Yetzir HaTov, which is our intuitive uh, Yetzir, which takes care of our spiritual well-being. And very often our two Yetzirim are at odds. The, the Yetzir that is driven by fear and by the need for survival, and the Yetzir that drives the aspiration for something higher than mere survival. Those two Yitzharim are not always aligned. They're sometimes at odds with each other. And we have to make a judgment. What do we do in this situation? Do we follow the Yitzhar Tov or do we follow the Yitzhara? That's Ruach Mishpat that Hashem gives us. If we go about it with the right intention and, and with the right motivation, Hashem gives us a spirit of justice to make the right choice and to make the right decision. The second part of the verse, and here the Gemara uses a phrase which we see in several places, rather strange phrase. This is one who judges cases, who judges law in a way that is emet la'amito. Literally, that means which is true according to his truth. Uh, and there are various different understandings of what that is. This um, concept that Tosfot deals with um, and says, Nired mishumhachi nakat emet. Uh, why doesn't it just say, din This is one who judges the law according to its truth. Why does it say, according to the truth of its truth? And to teach us, that 
that when a case seems to be crooked, a case seems to be corrupt, it's necessary to continue examining the witnesses uh, thoroughly until things become clear. And then you can judge according to the truth of that case. Now this aligns to a, a different Gemara that we have in Shabbos, we might remember from Daf Yud. Very powerful comment the Gemara says there, that anybody who judges the, a, a situation in a way that is, again, we have the same phrase, emet la'amito, true according to its truth, even if he does it just for one moment, he in that moment becomes a partner with Hashem in the creation of Breshit, uh, and the Torah at the beginning of, of Choshen Mishpat explains that that's because although the Torah was created because of Torah and all sorts of other factors that were the drivers of creation, but the maintenance of the creation requires Mishpat. It requires fairness. It requires justice. It requires accountability. And when a Dayan or a Rav or judge um, stands up for what is right and corrects that which is crooked, He's actually partner, partnering Hashem in the continuation of the creation. The um, Tosfot says in, in uh, Bava Basra, um, he explains in a little bit more detail what this means. Emet la'afuke din merumeh. So this really expands a bit on our Tosfot and says this idea of it must be true according to its truth is that it can't be a din merumeh, it can't be a twisted case. Even though you've got witnesses, and if you go through the technicality of the required process, the facts are laid out before you. You've got the data. The Edim are telling you, the witnesses are telling you what happened. If you sense that the witnesses are telling lies, although you haven't caught them in the lie, everything they say is adding up. Again, the data is all adding up but you in your heart know that they're lying, then you've got to do, you've got to continue questioning them. You keep on questioning them until such time as you're sure that the uh, truth comes out, that you're able to establish the truth. This is explained even in more detail by the Bach. We've talked about the Bach very often, uh, also in the beginning of Choshin Mishpat, where he quotes our Tosfut from Megillah. And he says, from our Tosfut, it's clear uh, that it comes to teach it's not good enough just to judge the case according to the facts that seem to be um, on on the table. Rather, it, what's important is it's important that you question and question and question the witnesses if you sense that something is corrupt. Until you can catch them out, until you can clarify what the truth is, and you'll move away from something which is untrue. It's not good enough to say, but I followed the process, I did what I was supposed to do, this is what the witnesses said, it's not my problem, I've simply facilitated the court case. No, as a judge, I have a responsibility to get to truth. The Din Torah, a court case based on Torah, is different from other court cases. It's not good enough just to judge la'amito, meaning according to the facts of the case, 
uh, the truth of the case, of the din, that's not good enough. It's also got to align with what you know to be true. And here we see the solution or the method, the approach, to, as to what to do when data and intuition don't align. You can't just follow your intuition and abandon data, nor should you follow data and abandon your common sense. You need to work then on the data, question it and question it and analyze it deeper and deeper until you find the flaw in the data, until you find, or perhaps the flaw in your intuition, until you're able to align the two, until you're able to find what, what the answer is. Because if you just follow the data, uh, you might not be understanding the data and you might be missing some data. If you just follow your intuition, you might just be following a subjective viewpoint. But if you use your, the clash between your intuition and the data to drive you to analyze the facts more carefully, to look more widely, to penetrate the issue more deeply, then you'll be able to come to a point where you're able to align and find truth in that alignment of intuition and data. This is something that applies uh, certainly in Torah when we're judging a case. It applies as the Gemara started off by saying, when we're judging ourselves, we're just trying to make decisions and choices for ourselves. Uh, and it certainly applies in situations of leadership when we're leading businesses or making decisions on behalf of many people, leading communities and organizations, or congregations, or any of these cases where we're constantly having to make decisions and choices. And sometimes we just have a sense that the facts aren't making sense. Uh, we can't then simply abandon the sense and follow the facts, nor abandon the facts and follow the sense. What we've got to do is we to continue researching and searching until we're able to al align fact with intuition.